Okay, we're live. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates. On today's show, I have two very special guests. Roberta Glass of the True Crime Report, somebody I've talked to over 20 times on a variety of subjects, and also New York Patriot of the Occult Rejects who I've had on, and I've talked to a number of times, but I brought them together to discuss a current court case, really fascinating sex cult case uh, in court, federal court, is U.S. versus Larry Ray, Lawrence Ray, or Lawrence Greco was his one of his pseudonyms. Um, but I've done some research. I've looked through the indictment, which was sealed. Somehow it was released, but I looked through and looked at all the uh, counts, and I've done some reading on it. But we're very fortunate to have Roberta Glass because she has been in court, and she was in court today, March 18th, to see the trial got restarted after Larry Ray complained about being ill or something like that. But Roberta can go in detail about that, and New York Patriot is in New York, too. So Roberta... And New York Patriot, welcome to the show. Thanks for agreeing to the interview. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Thanks for having me. Roberta, for people who may not have heard your show or kind of your background, you went through the Maxwell case too. Can you talk about, Larry, you kind of have a personal connection to Sarah Lawrence too. Maybe you can just talk about following this case that kind of broke, I think, in 2020. Sure. I graduated from Sarah Lawrence College in the 90s. And... That's my personal connection to this case. I know the the campus intimately, and I was shocked when New York Magazine broke the story that there was a sex cult on campus, not much different than Nexium cult, which is a trial that I also (laughs) attended and covered from the early hearings on to the trial of Keith Ranieri. So what happened at this college? What's so shocking as an alumnus hearing about this story is that Sarah Lawrence is a very small campus. It's outside New York City in Bronxville, New York, and everybody knows each other's business. There is no way that this middle-aged, bald, he looks older than what he is, middle-aged, baldy, pudgy guy was living on campus, sleeping in his daughter's best friend's room to help her with her emotional issues for months. And the college claims that they don't know that the New York Magazine article is filled with inaccuracies, but the evidence says something quite different, that there was frequent communication between the victims and the college and the and different professors. So people knew about this, I, I believe. That's my belief by, by what I've seen in evidence. And they, I believe that the college thought of this as a personal expression issue, an issue of a father who he went right from prison. He had a custody issue. Right. He moved into his daughter's housing, which is Slonem Woods 9, which is a like a condominium. So everybody has their own room, but you share a common space and a kitchen. And he moves in with his daughter right, directly from prison, from a three-year prison stint. So they have an ex-convict. reconnecting with his daughter. And I assume that the administration thought that this was some kind of great thing, that here was this convict getting some time or or father getting some time with his daughter. But this guy is a serious, in my opinion, narcissistic sociopath, maybe psychopath. If you, if you, if you 
differ between those two words and definitions. But this guy is so dangerous, so scary. It's like a Quentin Tarantino, whoa, Quentin Tarantino character moving into a college dorm room. A really violent New York, heavy New York accent, street thug type dude. Right, and he was friends. He was the, he yeah. I think it's very accurate. He was a good friends with Carrick, right? He was Carrick's best man. So right. So so the way his daughter sold this was, she said, my father was a hero because he was involved in the prosecution of this police commissioner named Bernard Carrick, who was up to go to Homeland, be appointed to Homeland Security Director, but he busted that all and saved our republic. That's the way Talia. Lawrence Ray's daughter was selling this. But the whole Bernard Carrick story, they said in court, it's too complicated. <laughs> they asked one victim on the stand, do you ever under really understand this Bernard Carrick story? And he said, no. <laughs> and I felt like, well, if you don't understand the way this whole conspiracy, the whole way the whole conspiracy was explained, then <laughs> I'm not even going to touch it. Uh, but what this guy did was he would, accuse his devotee first he'd say i'm going to help you with your emotional problems and then it would escalate to where so he would love bomb you and be this great listener helps with the your emotional problems he finds out about all your insecurities and vulnerabilities and then he would accuse you of some slight like damaging his clothing damaging his pots and pans and you would have to pay them pay him back. And these kids paid him. And I say kids, 19, 20 years old, sophomores at the time, ended up paying him back for years. We heard today uh, uh, one victim or victim survivor on the stand, Claudia Drury, she prostituted for him to the and gave him, handed him over $2.5 million in prostitution money. It's incredible. Wow. Incredible. So so they were all handing over hundreds of thousands of dollars. We heard from Santos Reyes. He was handing over everything he made and he had a job. And he also orchestrated these kind of mental breakdowns of of these kids and said, you know, the only way to get better and and feel really good is to go to a mental hospital. (laughs) And that's what we heard today, him orchestrating this girl's getting to a, 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 how do you say it? Being uh, in a mental hospital for two weeks. And then he got, he, he bragged that he got, that he called the administration at Sarah Lawrence and got her back into the college two weeks after being in a mental institution. So they, that sounds like he, if that's true, then that sounds like he had some good relationship with administration. And certainly they seem to be siding with, with Larry Ray over and really disparaging. There's a Sarah Lawrence grad, um, Ezra Marcus, who exposed this and, and, and broke the story for New York Magazine, along with another journalist. And he graduated in 2014. But they really disparaged Ezra Marcus, the college did, and said that there was numerous inaccuracies with the piece what those inaccuracies that are have never been <laughs> explained and said it was terrible. So basically I, I hear that as siding with, with Larry, Larry Ray. Right. I, I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. know. 
right? Right. And it went on for 10 years. So he got out of jail and it went from 2010 till his arrest in 2020, right? Right. This manipulation. I mean, so. And and when Claudia Drury, who's on the stand today, didn't want to prostitute anymore, I believe she's the one. She hasn't gotten to this part of her story yet, but I believe she's the one he found took to a whole hotel room along with Isabel Pollock, who's up on these same kind of charges in July and handcuffed her naked and suffocated her over and over again over the period of hours until she agreed to prostitute for him again. And they're actually online. I'm going to play this right now is a um, video of him interrogating this victim who he prostituted for millions of dollars let me see if I can. That's Claudia. Yeah, that's Claudia so, Drury. Let me see if I can get my speaker. speaker that's to work. Th- we heard this footage today. Okay. Let's go turn up speakers. Can you hear that? I can't. Okay. Let's see if I can get this to work. Okay. There we go. This is Larry Ray talking to. What's going on? Stop. I have to turn my dumb headphones on. Okay. (laughs) That'll get this to work. The technical difficulties here. Um, Sorry. Okay. Let's try this now. This is Larry Ray talking. This is a girl on the stand today. Claudia Drury. What would you bring? Any poison me? Yes. You said? Yes. And where'd you put it? So that was it. If you look at her um, head, she has a welt where he hit her with something. With a with a crop. The crop, yeah. Riding crop. Oh, Suzanne Marquez. Oh, this is the rough. Sorry about that. So, so yeah, he made he made his uh, he made his devotees wear diapers at one point. He beat them, suffocated them, threatened them, uh, starved them. He had a lock on the refrigerator, interrogated them for hours. And one of the things that he was really paranoid about was was being poisoned. And New York Magazine, when they went to investigate the story, thought that they were investigating a story about poisoning and Bernard Carrick. And what they found was a story totally different about a paranoid thug um, right. going to a college campus and starting a cult. And basically they're calling it a, a cult doesn't have any legal meaning, but they are calling it a criminal enterprise. Uh, and he's being accused of uh, forced labor conspiracy, tax evasion, sex trafficking, um, I know there's some uh, some others charges. Use of, of interstate commerce to perfor- promote unlawful activity, money laundering, forced labor trafficking, and conspiracy, sex trafficking. Yeah, you right. Know. So it's a lot of charges. Yeah. 
yeah what was, he, what was he doing like as a job prior to that like what like did he have like a profession like what exactly did he do i'm not sure i'm not sure interesting i'm just wondering what kind of like business is he claims that he was some kind of intelligence person uh they found a lot i told you they found a lie detector machine and among his effects um yeah what how he made a a a living and his his relationship with people like gorbachev and carrick um needs more (laughs) more investigation certainly this is a picture of him manhandling this woman felicia rosario so she's Oh, I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. Please continue. I'm, I'm no, so go sorry. Go, 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 she, go. This is the, it's one of the two sisters, and she's a psychiatrist in California. That she's the sister of Santos Rosario, who was the the star witness in this case. He was a sophomore at Sloanham Woods Nine. He was living there when Larry Ray moved in, and he was he got so into this cult that he invited his two sisters in. And when Lawrence Ray was arrested, he was arrested with Isabel Pollock and Felicia Rosario, this woman that we're seeing right here. And he was calling both of them his wives. So he would like, uh, he was like a Manson. So he comes out of jail. He seems to know these techniques of, of human manipulation. He uses them. And then he's like, getting people to have sex and then sometimes he has sex with them so there's a sexual component to all this stuff too it's really crazy right he's directing them to have sex with each other and he 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 like he he claimed today we heard testimony that he said he was involved in the swinger scene in new york swinger clubs and i wonder if he was involved in in ever synanon or any kind of those 70s encounter groups oh my god you know some of these techniques are so similar to what they did with synanon with making them wear diapers interrogating them uh having these sort of honesty rap sessions group rap sessions It, it seems very similar but maybe that's by coincidence I interviewed the lawyer who sued Synanon. His name is Paul Morantz. I did like a two and a half hour interview with him. People want to go back through my art. Yeah, he's great. Uh, Yeah, so he gave me a signed copy of his book, but you can listen to that. So if you want to, Dieterich, I think was the guy's name. Yep. Chuck Dieterich. Um, And then I actually met Morantz and shook the hand of that got desiccated from the, the poison that the followers of Dieterich put a lethal poisonous snake in his mailbox and it actually uh, caused him some serious injuries so Dieterich mm-hmm. uh, was not a joke this guy's not a joke either this guy Larry Ray Larry Greco you can see him on the screen if you're watching YouTube this He's is like, like this is like Charles Manson moving on to a small liberal arts college campus yeah. can you imagine <laughs> what the parents were if they knew about this like they sent their kids to a beautiful campus very well-respected, small liberal arts college, and they have a freaking predator on there, right? A predator, a, on campus. a predator that they're that they're saying they're taking no responsibility and that they're not doing anything different. And I'm wondering if the if, if there's a difference in, in covering this as a woman than a man, because I'm looking around the room and there's mostly med journalists covering this. If it's more, if it's more shocking. But what we heard. Today was Claudia Drury on the phone with her parents and, and she insisted on staying on the phone with Larry Ray and he, him instructing her, 
instructing Larry Ray, instructing Claudia Drury, what to tell her parents to get her committed to a mental institution. And the parents keep saying, hang up, hang up. And she refused to hang up. And then when she got to the mental institution, her, her, doctor didn't like Larry Ray, had a negative feeling about him right away, probably because he ticked all the boxes for coercive control. And Larry Ray, she told her doctor she wouldn't talk to him unless he talked to Larry Ray first. And when he didn't, she would turn his back on him. And then that's as per Larry Ray's instructions. I mean, this guy just absolutely controlled every aspect of their lives. From eating, sleeping, money, who they slept with, what they did, profession. I mean, he's a serious, serious predator. Present day uh, Charles Manson. Yep. Just didn't have as many. Or Keith. I mean, he had the Ranieri thing down, right? The whole. He's way worse than Keith. I I mean, I thought I couldn't find someone worse than Keith Ranieri, but this is this is pretty much close. I would say. And he was he was using Backpage too, right, to prostitute the girl. Is that right? Mm-hmm. We heard from a FBI uh, forensic investigator today uh, who shut down Backpage. And, and these women would use Backpage to advertise their prostitution services. And we saw tra- uh, the transfers of money going in and out uh, from these from these prostitution deals. Just thousands and thousands of dollars he had coming in. Yeah, seven figures. That's yep. what he was. I mean, that's what they found he was making. It's incredible. Um, what's the what's the kind of feel within the courtroom? What's your sense that you've been there all week? Um, can you talk about what it's like inside? Well, it's interesting. Today was the first day. It was super packed. So I think his whole medical incident, which was when we got there, trial started very late, and it was announced he had a seizure. Then right before lunch, he had another incident and was taken out in an ambulance and didn't come back. And then we didn't have court Wednesday or Thursday. And it, the government uh, submitted some documents about his health, but it's under seal. So I don't know what they, what it says. That's the, I think that sparked, sparked everybody's interest. So it was pretty, it was pretty packed today. Shockingly, it's been totally underreported, in my opinion, the story. We've had the New York Magazine people there. Uh, We had the woman who broke the Juror 50 story there from the Daily Mail. I got to talk to her today. Uh, Who else? I I, I know I'm, I'm, you know, all the New York papers, New York Post, uh, Daily News, that kind of stuff. But very small turnout for And I think it's the most interesting trial that I've ever covered. Interesting. Oh, even more so than Ranieri or Maxwell? Absolutely. This is the best trial I've ever covered. The most fascinating. The defense is fantastic. The government is fantastic. The judges. I love the judge. It's Doug Lyman's brother who directed Swingers and the Bourne Supremacy. (laughs) He's he's a very soft-spoken, excellent judge. And the arguments are excellent and it's, it's a fascinating story. And the defense is bringing up, it's just over again. Somebody sent this to me on Twitter was it's the false memory syndrome foundation playbook, right? Kind of. 
What they're saying is, is I think the best defense you can come up with, which is, uh, it's like a group madness. Instead of a madness of two, it's a group madness. They all were believed in this delusion, which is true to a certain extent. Claudia Drury testified today that she really believed that she poisoned Larry Ray, that she destroyed his property, even though she never, she didn't do any of those things. But he had a way of just, she thought she wasn't remembering because it was too traumatic and she just had to remember. So it, it's, it's more like a, rec- it's, yeah, it's more like a madness of many <laughs> instead of the mm-hmm. madness of two. It's like the madness of many defense, which I think is the best defense you can come up with. That's interesting. He knows techniques. I mean, I get the sense that he knows how to just keep the pressure on. So he had to learn something there. And in the complaint, it says that he had a personal philosophy. Did you ever get a sense or is there anything at trial that shows like where he's been and what he knows and how how he got his techniques or understanding things? My my understanding of his personal philosophy is he just like Ranieri introduces himself as the most honest, ethical person in the world, which sets up his devotees to confess. It sets up a atmosphere of coercion and confession. You have to be honest. I'm the most honest and ethical person here. You have to come up to my level. And that gave him the right to interrogate these kids for hours until they, they confessed to what he wanted them to confess to. It's really something else. I mean, anything you want to add, uh, Patriot? Uh, you know, I was just wondering. Well, wondering a couple of things. Did they mention, uh, like, how I'm interested in how this guy was receiving the payments too? Like, was that through like digital apps or like uh, cash? Like, did they ever go into like how this guy was even business wise running this? Yeah, a lot of help from Isabel Pollock. We heard today in court that. They were getting it through Zelle payments. Basically, it sounded like all money transfers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, have you guys ever heard of cash? And and the other thing is you realize in this day and age, nobody, if you're doing something criminal, don't text about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because all we're seeing is, is, or maybe I shouldn't give that advice. Keep texting about it, criminals, <laughs> because it's it's your downfall. We're seeing tons and tons of texts where the money will come later today. And then, then you see the transfer. Then the, they bring up the transfer. So, And the, the other question I had, in I guess as far as location and where this guy is from, have you covered a lot of, you've covered like kind of a bunch of stuff, like kind of in the upper state or like Westchester area, right? yourself other uh, cases no just just new york no. city just brooklyn and uh i was thinking you covered something else that was up in that area well nexium was upstate but it was tried in brooklyn how far away were the two from each other uh many it- hours many, oh, many okay. hours yeah, it just seems like it, when you start talking about like nexium and then even some stuff with son of sam and then you add these this guy and I feel like you start seeing like maybe a pattern within a certain amount of area in New York. The pattern to me is that this could have been stopped way early and people were complaining and talking and had someone cared enough to stop it. It could have been stopped. Same with Nexium. And in Nexium, this thing that's never been answered is all the politicians 
who were warned about Nexium, and instead of stopping it, they joined forces with Nexium and went after their victims. So what's going on there with that? And nobody's ever been had faced any consequences for doing that. Ditto right. here with, with, with Sarah Lawrence. And I think something, I'm predicting something worse will happen on that campus. Yeah, the only reason I was even questioning that, I guess, is, uh, I guess, from like my background and like being involved with like secret societies and occultism, I, the, it seems uh, this stuff seems to also go on where there tends to be like lodges of other places around. Mm -hmm. So I offered one that like are these like some like weird cult mentality ideas that, that came from, you know, a member of an inner order of the Masons or say the OTO or something. And they start these weird things. Well, I know that Ranieri was very interested in Crowley, but yeah. I don't know about uh, Larry Ray. I, I, he he told these women that the more sexually free you are, the more honest you could be in life. And that whole sex positive sort of feminism bled into it. So, and it's interesting that nobody in this trial is referring to what Claudia Drury did or what any of the other victims, women victims did for Larry Ray as sex work. It's all being called prostitution. Interestingly, <laughs> no one's arguing that this was empowering and, and, and enriching to their lives. <laughs> but they're like all the same. Goes... Which is the faux feminist uh, talking point right now and in life. I mean, almost it's always, always referred to as sex work now. They've totally normalized that, which is, it's, it's, it's uh, in my opinion, <laughs> it's a contradiction in terms. Right. So. Well, if they're giving their money to Larry Ray, it's definitely prostitution. It's not sex work because they're not getting the benefits, proceeds of what they did. And and I don't care if they're getting the proceeds. It's still demeaning either way. Prostitution is prostitution. It's not work. And I mean, I would argue that's my opinion on it. And it's interesting. I mean, this is sex trafficking. Right. You know, is what this is. But he did stuff too. Larry Ray did stuff that was similar to Ranieri and Hubbard, which is he would get their information and then keep it and use it against them, right? So he would keep files on them mm -hmm. so he could control them. What was that? There was a word within Nexium, right? It was the what was the word that they had when they had all their files on them? It was the do you remember that, um, Roberta? The files they had a name for it. Is like the the contradiction. I can't remember, but they had a word for it within Nexium when they had probably think of this as soon as it's over. I'll go, oh, it's so obvious, and why didn't I think of it? No, I can't think of it right now. It's yeah, okay. Um, but then also to answer your question, question Nick, he was laundering money through his kind of cult victims' accounts. So according to the the complaint, he said Ray laundered the proceeds of his criminal activity through the bank accounts of others, including some of the victims. And then had money sent to his associates, who I don't know who his associates were from those bank accounts. But one of the other things, just to follow up with what you said, New York Patriot, is that he was old when it all started. He was 52. So he could have had a background in kind of a cult. Or he, To me, my sense is that he learned these techniques either in jail or from somewhere. So he had them ready to kind of. Oh, from the it. stuff she said earlier, he definitely understood how to manipulate people for sure. I mean, he understood psychology to like break people down. It sounds like, you know, people that he knew were targets, probably easy targets, you know. And I think I think you could easily learn that through just the you know cult practices or just you know even whatever. 
definitely, definitely probably learned that from somewhere. Somewhere. That would be my sense too. I get that sense yeah. too. Um, yeah. And I mean, it's just off the charts how much money he was making just on that one girl. I don't know where his other stuff. Did you ever get the sense, Roberta, that there might've been other people involved in his predation that he wasn't just a lone person? Cause they talk about in the complaint, like associates. Well, who were his, his associates? Is it well, Isabel Pollock, Pollock is, is, is one and she's up on charges and, and his daughter, Talia, we saw a, before court went dark, we saw a letter from her just to the other devotees disparaging them and accusing them of damaging her Pucci wallet, of damaging the bow on her wallet by putting her wallet in her purse in a particularly rough way and how, and that they're poisoning her. I mean, it, it, Everybody took on his his delusion that 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 he was the most amazing person and everybody was jealous of him and trying to poison him and his family and, and also a real emphasis on keeping his women devotees starved and malnourished and we heard today uh, some audio where the women were talking and laughing about Claudia Drury being fat. And she's the most slight, tiny <laughs> person when she came into the court. Uh, so I, I, it just kind of very much like a, very much like Nexium. Interesting. What do, what's your sense of Larry Ray when you're looking at him? I mean, he's, I don't know. He's, I didn't, I wouldn't think he was very charismatic. I wouldn't think so either, but these, like Ranieri, he was good at listening and summing up what you were about and honing in on your weaknesses and exploiting them or your strengths too. I mean, he took all these kids to North Carolina and was doing serious landscaping, like with a <laughs> giant shovel. You know what I mean? Like one of those, I was trying to think of what they're called. It's not a steamroller, but it has like a big, like, are you my mother? <laughs> and that, that, that children's book, it's like, it digs. Like you, do you know what I mean? You sit behind it, you dig with right. it. Yeah, like do you know what I mean? Like construction worker would use. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of the word. Backhoe, right? Backhoe? But he, yeah, it would like have these giant instruments down at his property in North Carolina. He had all these kids there working like slaves for him. So, so it, strange. It's and there were, did you did you get a sense? I mean, I kind of there were victims that capitalized, but how many victims do you think there were? How many people were in his orbit? Well, hard to tell. It looks well, what we're hearing about is six or seven core victims right now. But uh, is there more? There's the two sisters. There's Santos Rosario. There's Yvonne. There's Dan Levin, who wrote a book about it. And they're also doing a Hulu documentary based on his, I believe, his story. The Hulu people are also in court. Um, Claudia, Isabel, Isabel is interesting. Pollock is interesting. She's a perpetrator and a victim, both. So like seven or seven or eight, eight, seven, about seven victims that we're hearing about. I don't hope I'm not forgetting anybody, but yeah. And how long is the trial going to go on for? Did you get, get a Hard sense? Hard to know. I, I can't get a sense if the defense is going to put on a, a case or not. 
it's hard to tell if they do it there it looks like we're it looks like we're going pretty quickly through these witnesses for the government if the defense puts on it looks like two or three weeks if the defense puts on a case if they don't it looks like it might wrap up next week or maybe early the week after i would think at most right and are you seeing the same kind of characters around the court i mean in these in all the different cases the same uh reporters like what's the one guy who does the new york report i can't remember his name right now but he's always at that courthouse uh you mean inner city press, yeah, that inner city press yeah. I, I i never see matthew lee actually in the courtroom which is an odd hmm. thing i know he may be in the he may be watching it from the, either the overflow room or the room for journalists the special room uh i've seen a, a journalist who was at nexium for sure um the nexium trial yeah pretty much the same some of the same cast of characters uh, but very, very, very poorly attended trial, I would say. Right. Interesting. Did you see the video of Larry Ray getting beat up by Tommaso? D. Yes. Tommaso? Yes. Can you talk about that? <laughs> he was sitting with, this is so he had two enemies, this guy Tommaso and Bernard Carrick. And he's sitting with his devotees at a eating establishment, looked like New York. And, Hudson Hotel. Hudson oh, that's where it was. So that's yeah. also all his, which is interesting. Anytime he's in a hotel, I would think that he was probably in there due to his devotees prostituting because they lived in hotels. Anyway, sitting there, Tomasio comes in and just starts punching him. And Larry Ray, big tough guy, does hardly anything. <laughs> yeah, he got beat down. He really he yeah. got beat up. He didn't fight back at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, what was their what was their argument? Did you, I didn't understand what the beef was. I, I I have not I've yet to understand the full beef between him and Tomasio. That's one of these things I'm hoping gets explained during this trial. Gotcha. But yeah, the video is around. I think it's on the inner city press. You can watch that on Twitter. But he, right. he doesn't even throw a punch, he just lets the guy beat the crap out of him. Mm -hmm. Really interesting. It doesn't move and yeah, very very curious. But mm -hmm. a lot of anger there, so he was angry about something. D. Tomasa was. Yeah. I'm just looking at Larry Ray's neck fat through the entire trial and just having very <laughs> dark thoughts. Yeah, really. I mean, very strange. Um, what do you think the outcome of the trial will be from Lee Veltman, Roberta? I, I think that he's toast. I think he's going away for a very long time. If this doesn't get a mistrial from all his health if he doesn't <laughs> do some other health shenanigans whether they're real or, or not I, I i can't tell but i would think that there's shenanigans knowing what a control he is and knowing what a manipulator he is i would think that this is put on because right before he had that second incident uh we saw very devastating uh testimony so it was at advantage advantageous to him to have some kind of health issue. Right. And do you, so he's probably going down. Are there any, Yodi Bear asks, are there any devotees still standing by him? Oh, the interesting part is that Santos Rosario came back and wrote two comments on the New York Magazine, so went, left him, came back to him right around the time that participated the New York Magazine article and then disparaged it. 
and wrote two comments, which we saw in court, defending Ray. And then he ended up, of course, uh, moving away from Ray, even up to the point where he was meeting with the government. The first meeting, he was defending Larry Ray and saying, well, I destroyed his property. I was dishonest. I was wasting his time. The things that he liked to accuse his devotees of destroying property, wasting his time and poisoning him. Those were the three things, the three main things that he got them to confess to. And so the government played a tape of Larry Ray threatening to break bones all over his body, basically uh, beat him with a hammer. And when he heard that, he said, when I heard that tape, I thought I would never let anyone treat me the way Larry Ray treated that young man on the tape. That's a paraphrase, but that's the essence of what he said. So right, that, he, that's when he came out of it was when he met with the government. And he was violent. Like, I think he held a knife up to one of the girl's genitals and he, he did Daniel Levin. He wraps a ran wrap around his head. Around like his penis. Trying, no, oh, his was penis. It, was Wow. Yeah, he created this concoction with saran wrap and wrapped it around his penis. And it's interesting. I just listened to an interview with Daniel Levin, and he thinks that Sarah Lawrence has no responsibility to in this. And I thought they said, oh, people are just looking for someone to blame. And I thought to myself, that is an opinion you can only have when you're young <laughs> and have no idea <laughs> or not a parent. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so they have a they have a lot of evidence on that guy screaming and shouting, and mm -hmm. I'm gonna he's threatening to post their videos of people. There's a lot of stuff he, about uh, him. Yeah. That was one punishment. He would post these confession videos on their Facebook. Say, and you could hear him say, "Say hello to all your Facebook friends." So how much How much time is he looking at with the amount of charges they're giving? I would. I, these are similar to Keith Raniere's charges, so I would think he's looking at. 120 years, something like that. Oh. 40 years at least, I would think. I'm not an expert. I don't know what the sentencing guidelines are, but I know that they're that he's for each of these charges, he's look they're quite stiff. No. But maybe yeah. William well, Ramsey would know more than I do. Well, I think that if he gets a couple of those charges, if he's 62 now, he's going down for the rest of his life. Yeah. He's oh, that's true. I think there was an audio of him also saying, get down on the floor like a dog, Santos. Put your head there. I want to take you out in a brutal way. Yep. I'm going to break bones all over your body. That's, that was yeah. like the next line there. Yeah. And it just, it was really disturbing to hear a, a, a man, uh, a young man be just totally demoralized and victimized like that. Uh, yeah. Awful. And, and these were kids who had issues with their parents, uh, some mental health problems. And if they didn't have health, mental health problems, he would create them. Right. Like he knew how to do it. That's the whole the technique thing is like they know they seem to know how to manipulate people. And same thing with Manson and Ranieri and definitely uh, Hubbard. I was just thinking so Hubbard. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the whole thing that goes through Hubbard was one of the earlier guys. I don't know if there was a predicate to him, but he was the one who would get people to confess. Then he would write it in a file and keep the file. So yeah. he would just share all of your thoughts. It's better to release them all. And people would tell these horrible secrets about themselves. And then he would have it on him, and he would always have that leverage on people. And it's the same thing that Ranieri did. It looks like it's the same thing that uh, this guy did. 
Lawrence mm -hmm. Ray or Lawrence Greco. He's a uh, he's a really loathsome human being. He looks terrible here in this poor girl. Felicia Rosario looks terrified. Like she's kind she of looks so ill too in this video. She just looked so ill and not well, underweight and sick. And I think he's filming it. Like he's got yep. his phone, like he's trying to film her getting beat up or something. <laughs> That's the other thing he said. He convinced all of them that they were all going to go to to prison. Isabel Pollock told Claudia Drury, who was testified today, that the next time she saw her would be that Claudia Drury would be in a prison, orange prison jumpsuit, which is exactly what Keith Raniere told Tony Natale. Yeah. So it, it's amazing. These 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 predators all do the same thing. It's not original. Certainly. And do you, his daughter was with him this whole 10 years. Is that correct? Or are they, she's still standing by him? Do you know what? Like, That's what I was wondering today. I was wondering what's going on with Talia. Boy, does she come off terribly in this trial, but she's not being charged, which I think is odd. She definitely could have been. It's definitely borderline for, for being, charges against her she was certainly very involved in this she encouraged she said i can't thank you enough for helping my friends out and we thought about this project and only you could help them we we read this email from talia to her dad larry ray and it was just this history it sounded like they she thought up this idea for her dad to help her friends psychologically so, so strange I think he said something like he was trying to get that like into a relationship with his daughter. Like that was the excuse of whatever was going on. So I don't know. There's a lot of backstory. I don't know a lot about. Boy, so does it seem incestuous too. Yeah, that's weird. Talia like looks have... a lot like Isabel Pollock <laughs> in some weird. way. Not They're not twins or anything, but same type of, of woman. And here he is sleeping with Isabel Pollock in the bed, very sleeping uh, next to his daughter. They all slept in the same bed in his New York apartment. They put it in the living room where your testimony today. Six of them mm -hmm. all in the same bed. Yeah, very weird. And that was one of the things Claudia Drury accused Larry Ray of, she said to her, she was concerned about to her professor, was that. Larry was having some kind of incestuous relationship with his daughter. Wow, that's sick. Wow. Crazy. <clears throat> and it went on for 10 years, Yodi. I think that's it. Started 2010, according to everything. And then they bounced around. They went from the college to an apartment in Manhattan, then to North Carolina. Mm -hmm. The timeline is very strange. Is there anything you guys want to add? Anything? I mean, we're at about 42 minutes. Anything you want to... I mean... Are you planning on trying to cover the entirety of the trial, Roberta, or what's your kind of outlook? I'm hooked. I can't okay. stop. <laughs> cool. Nice. Anything you want to add, New York, New York Patriot? No, uh, no. I think that's pretty good for me. Where can people see your stuff? Uh, the NY Patriot Show that is on all major podcasts: uh, Spreaker, BitChute, YouTube, and uh, Rumble. And then Roberta is Roberta. True Crime Report on YouTube, and also you can listen to it on iTunes. And then you have the True Crime Report Facebook page, right? Facebook group. Come, Facebook. Group. Yeah, come so join the good discussion in my Facebook yeah. group. Yeah, 
cool. Awesome. And again, uh, we're talking about the Larry Ray trial and the Sarah Lawrence sex cult. Crazy stuff. Thanks so much for your time, guys. I really appreciate it. Thank um, you. My pleasure. All right, take care. All right, take care. Bye. All right Bye. stay there. Stay there.